0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Infinity. This is a role-playing podcast in which the players enter a world of endless imagination and infinite possibilities. So what's the objective of this podcast? Well, I love video games and podcasts. So I thought, why not blend the two? Join in on the journey and enjoy the ride. Press start to begin. Players, take a break. You've unlocked a side quest. Hey, it's me, Joy Infinity. My pronouns are she, her, and welcome to the fourth side quest episode. If you haven't checked out the third side quest episode that I did, please go back and listen to it. The purpose of these side quest episodes are to personally recognize video games that I've enjoyed over the course of my life, why I love them, and why I feel like they should be recognized. So, the video game that I'm highlighting in this episode is Final Fantasy X 2. Yeah, you heard me right Final Fantasy X 2. Now, why am I highlighting this particular Final Fantasy? This is the first ever direct sequel of a Final Fantasy game ever. So why would I highlight the sequel before the original? Well, that's because I got Final Fantasy X-2 before I ever knew that Final Fantasy X existed. Surprisingly, I got this video game as a present from my mom, which is shocking because usually my mom and I never spoke about any video game things whatsoever. So, when I opened it, which I have the box right here, you know how I do. I'm holding and staring at the box right now. And when I opened this box, I was shocked, because first of all, there are three gorgeous women on the cover, and it's a Final Fantasy. Now, prior to this game, the only Final Fantasy that I ever played was Final Fantasy 8. And, <laughs> side note, Final Fantasy 8 I got from my dad because he figured that it was four discs in Final Fantasy VIII, so it would keep me preoccupied for a long time. Didn't think it was going to take decades, but it did for me to beat Final Fantasy VIII. But anyway, Final Fantasy X-2, I thought, wow, this looks really cool. There's three women on it. One is a blonde, one is a brunette, and one is a dark-haired woman. Did not know their backstory. Did not know why the girl in the middle had two different eye colors. And I was like, this seems like it's going to be fun. I don't know. And I was scared that my mom picked this game because it was going to be really, really girly. And me, I like action, adventure. I like all of the, you know, cool antics and explosions. And I'm like, this seems like a really girly game. I don't know if I'm going to like this. (laughs) Boy, was I wrong. So what I'm going to do now is flip it over to the back. This game was created by Square Enix. And when you flip it over to the back, it's the full-on figure of the girl who's in the middle. And I'm being very vague about the names because I'm going to go into it. So this is me. If someone has never played Final Fantasy before, this is how I looked at the cover and the game. So when you flip the box over, you see the figure of the girl that was in the middle and the front of the box. Well, she's standing with both hands on her hip. And she has a really long braid that's coming down through her back. And she's wearing these boots and she's got these really small short shorts and she has this like half skirt. And I'm like, what kind of outfit is this? What is she on? What is she on? So on the back of the box, it says, last time she saved the world. This time it's personal. And I was like, wait a minute, this chick saved the world? Where? Who? (laughs) Duh. Clearly, how would I know? I didn't play Final Fantasy X. But I was like she saved the world, the whole world, this girl? How she do that? Then it goes on to say, "Yuna's story continues in the first true sequel of the Final Fantasy series." I was like, "Oh, so this girl's name is Yuna. Okay, Yuna." "New dangers threaten Spira. Familiar allies are at hand. And somewhere, somehow, a friend may still be alive." I was like, "What? Well, what? It's so vague, but enough to keep me interested." Because I was like, for someone like me who did not furthermore care to figure out what the prequel was, I didn't care to get... Fi- That's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother side quest when I do touch upon that game. But I didn't care to see what Final Fantasy X was about because I was like, wait a minute. Who's the friend? What's going on? What is this? Obviously, I'm asking questions with clearly Final Fantasy X would have answered, but I was like, no no let's see this there are three pictures that are on the left of yuna's whole full-figured body and there's one picture and it says change jobs in the heat of battle which i was like jobs what what jobs they changing and then the second picture it says enter an exciting mission-based story with non-linear gameplay and i was like i don't really know what that means at the time whatever and then the third one says experience dynamic combat and i was like okay that seems like enough for me to get into this. So I did. So you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna open this box together. This is the uh, ASMR. Ready, ready? One, two, Yes, yes. So when you open the box, Final Fantasy X-2 was released on the PlayStation 2. In Japan, it was released March 13th, 2003. And in North America, November 18th, 2003. So that's another reason why I know I got this for Christmas. Because I'm like, well, why else would I have gotten this? So when you open the case, you see on the disc, it's Yuna. But she's covering her face a little bit. And she has two guns. So it already looked violent. So I'm like, okay, this girl got two guns. She's not playing. And it is rated T for teen. So I was like, okay, I was basically, I was 13. So this was appropriate for me and when you look to the booklet which you know you know we don't have booklets anymore yeah check that out check that out oh my god looking at the booklet you see yuna again she has her two guns on either hand and she's staring directly at you and again you only know about the yuna character but you do not know about the other two women that are on the cover there's a blonde hair like i said and the dark haired one So you go to open the booklet, and as soon as you open to the first page, there's some other blonde-haired woman that's all dressed in purple, and you're like, well, who is this chick? Who is she? What's she doing? So I'm like, you know, clearly I gotta play this game now, because I'm interested. I'm invested. When you open through the booklet, it tells you how to get started, the controls, and then the thing I never looked at, it says on the third page, the story. Like the story of Final Fantasy X, so I didn't even have to buy the game. I did, but I didn't even have to buy the game because it literally says the story. The story is here, which I'm like, dang! I didn't even care. <laughs> I just, I just moved. I didn't even, I didn't even read it. Didn't even read it. I wonder if I should read it now. So when you open the booklet for Final Fantasy X, on page four and five is the story. So I'm going to read Final Fantasy X because it says that story. And then on the fifth page, it says the eternal calm. So this is the story for Final Fantasy X from the Final Fantasy X-2 booklet. Final Fantasy X. Spira. Once upon a time, it was a world of prosperity, sustained by an advanced civilization of Machina. Then, 1,000 years ago, Sin came. This immortal menace brought perennial destruction to the land and slowed advances to civilization. The teachings of Yevin offered solace to Spera's terrified people, but also forbade the use of machina. Still, most people were willing to sacrifice progress for a sense of security, and civilization eventually came to a standstill. Summoners emerged as Spera's only hope. They alone were able to stop sin if only for a little while. On the day she becomes a summoner, Yuna, a girl of seventeen, meets him. The young man claims to have come from Zanarkin, though that city was supposedly destroyed a thousand years earlier. Hearing his claim, Yuna knows this is no chance encounter. Her father, Braska, was a summoner before her. Jecht, a man who served as his guardian, also claimed to have come from Zanarkin. The next day, Yuna and her own guardians, Kimari, Waka, and Lulu, set out on a journey to defeat Sin. He comes along, too. And before long, he becomes one of Yuna's guardians. Others join them, a man named Orin, who guarded Braska, and an owl bed girl named Riku. The pilgrimage continues. Yuna and her entourage witness much. Operation Mihen is launched in an attempt to stop Sin with Makina, but it fails. Seymour Guado, a maester of Yevin, reveals machinations of his own. Finally, Yuna and company arrive at their destination, the sacred ruins of Zanarkin. It is here that they were to learn the one and only way to defeat Sin, the final summoning. But Yuna learned something entirely different. Sin cannot be truly destroyed using the final summoning. Not now, not ever. Riku's father, Sid, takes Yuna and her friends aboard his airship. They begin a new journey, this time in search of another way to destroy sin. After uncovering the truths and fallacies behind sin and the teachings of Yevon, they finally succeed in vanquishing sin. However, that victory meant he would vanish. A heavy price is paid, but Spira finds peace and freedom from the terror of sin at last. Filled with the many memories of her journey, Eunice speaks to the people of Spira. The people and the friends we have lost, or the dreams that have faded, never forget them. Bam. And then on page five, it is Eternal Calm. Final Fantasy X, Another Story. Now this is where a midway point. Two years have passed since Sin was destroyed. Since defeating Sin and becoming High Summoner, Yuna has lived on her childhood home of b Island. And the predictable days pass by one after another. Isn't this simple happiness what she always wanted? Still, Yuna senses something is missing. Then, one day, her former guardian Riku comes to b and shows Yuna a movie sphere. The recording is of him. Or is it? Yuna can't tell whether it's him or just someone who looks like him. Let's go look for more clues, Riku suggests. If it is him, Yuna might be able to see him one more time. If not, Yuna will probably never see him again. No matter what the truth may be, the answers she finds may change things forever. Yuna begins another journey. The story continues in Final Fantasy X-2. And that's how we're supposed to dive into Final Fantasy X 2. My silly self never read this. I just put the disc into the PlayStation 2 and just kept it moving. Because I'm just like, what, 13? And I'm like, well, I don't need to know a story. Background information. What? No, you silly. Just no. Now, when you flip the page over to page six, this is where you see the character descriptions. And this is where I was very much involved. I was like, oh, okay. Not only do I get the actual characters' names, you get their ages, and you get like a good paragraph on who they are and what they're doing. So I'll start off with Yuna. Yuna was age 19. I can't believe it. She was 19 when all this was going down in Final Fantasy X II. It's hilarious to think about it now, but 19, girl? <sighs> wow. So it says, Yuna, age 19, dress sphere, which is something I didn't know because I didn't play the game yet. So I was like, what's a dress sphere? I wonder what that is. But the dress sphere is Gunner. So it says, after defeating Sin, Yuna returned to her home on Besaid. But still she sensed something missing in her quiet existence. A movie sphere that Riku shows her gives her a reason to journey once more. For now, life as a sphere hunter affords yuna the chance to live on the wild side old habits die hard though yuna still can't walk away from people in need and i was like wait so she's a sphere hunter that's that's a thing so i'm learning things without even putting the disc in the console yet so i was like all right well she's she's doing things she's hunting that's probably why she's got guns all right cool and then i'm like well who's this riku character Who who is she cute she also barely has any clothes on she literally has. A bikini tops, like a little squirt thing or shorts or something, and she's got some good boots, and she's got a whole scarf, like a long scarf, and she's got braids, like she's got blonde braids with with beads in it. What what is what is this character? Who is this? Who is this girl? So Riku is age 17, and the dress fear is thief. And I was like, okay, thief, okay, let's see. So it says, in the two years that she helped Yuna defeat Sin, Riku has traveled with other Albed around Spira, teaching people all there is to know about Machina. During the so-called Search for Truth that overtook Spira after Sin's defeat, a group of Albed joined the ranks of Sphere Hunters. With their airship, the Celsius, as a base, Riku and Brother founded the Gull Wings. Riku invited Yuna to join the Gull Wings, and they have been traveling together ever since. As always, Riku's endless supply of energy keeps the team on their toes. So reading that, I was like, okay, I feel like I'm probably a Riku. I'm probably Riku when it comes to my personality and having so much energy. I feel like I'm probably going to like her. And I was fine with that. And then I was like, well, who's this pain girl? Because she's the one that looks like a goth. She looks very mysterious and it's like, well, who's, who's this girl? What does she do? Cause she also, her, her outfit is amazing. All of their outfits are amazing. Pain though, <laughs> pain though. She's got all black. She's got red. She's got like these, these different like suspender looking things. She's got belts. And I was like, okay, who is this girl? Pain is 18 years old and her dress fear is warrior. So I'm like, okay, she's going to be, she's going to be a baddie. She's going to be a baddie. Let's go. Now, for Payne's description, it says, Payne is armed with a one-handed sword in a lukewarm attitude. It seems she joined the Gull Wings because of something that happened in her past. However, none of the Gull Wings know exactly what that might be. The often ridiculous antics of the Gull Wings tend to prompt sarcastic remarks from Payne, but the others don't seem to worry about it much. So I really want to know what Payne's past is, and... If y'all know out there what it is, let me know because I actually don't know. As of this recording, I don't know what Payne's past was. I just thought she was really funny. Like she was, she was serious, but you knew that she had a heart of gold, but she was also like, she don't play games. She ain't about that bowdy bowdy. Like she's, she's not about it. She's like, look, I said what I said. And if not, I'm going to cut you. And that's, that's just pain. <laughs> that's just pain. And then on page seven, there's some other characters. I'm not going to go into all their descriptions because you got to play the game. But I liked seeing that there were more characters than just the three of them. Then when you flip the page, you go to the game progress, you go to the main menu. These are things that I looked at for a hot second and I was like, I can't read all this stuff. I need to dive into it. I can't just be like, oh yeah, I'm going to figure out through this booklet how I have to play the game. They go through the status ailments, the dress fears, garment grids. All these things seem hella confusing for me. So I was like, let's just uh, look at it. Look at it. Look at it. No. So then when you go to the back of the booklet, which I love and I miss so much, was they had game previews for other games that were created by Square Enix. And you know things to look out for. So in the back of the book, they actually had Final Fantasy X, and it says, "See where it all began." Now available as a greatest hits title. So I was like, oh, okay. So if I really did want to look at it, I can. But I didn't because I was scared because I was told that Final Fantasy X was so hard. So I was like, yeah, let's not. And then on um, the other side, it says uh, the Final Fantasy X to play art action figures, which I was like, oh man, I would love to have action figures of these girls. They seem awesome. And then you flip it again, and then it goes to Final Fantasy XI online, and you're like, what? And then the other game, which I ended up buying, was Star Ocean Till the End of Time. And that was another one that that might be a future side quest. But as of right now, no, we're not doing that right now. So I liked that... With this game, Final Fantasy x they gave a lot of information, especially for people who never played Final Fantasy X before, or maybe just wanted to dive into this sequel and just be like, this is what it is, and that's what I did. So like I said, I didn't know anything about Final Fantasy Ten Two. Looking at the box, I was like, it's clearly going to be about these women, but why is it going to be about these women? And I was apprehensive because my mom bought this game for me so I was like "Mm, I don't know if she even knows my tastes in video games but you know what I'm not gonna deny this I'm grateful that she bought a game for me and that she wanted me to play it but also showing interest that hey I may not understand you as a girl who likes to play video games but I'm trying and I appreciate that Years later, because I just didn't know what her thought process was when she bought this. Because I really did think, like, you know, when it comes to video games, my dad's usually the one that buys those things for me. But when it said her name on it, like, to Joy from Mom, I was like, hmm, this thing looks, it looks like a video game box when it was wrapped. I'm like, it looks like this would be a a PlayStation. This seems like it would be a play." I didn't shake it like this when I was a kid, when I was 13. But I was like, this seems like it would be the the size of a PlayStation 2 game case, but, like, what game is in it? And when I opened this, I was like, it's a Final Fantasy, which I'm like, yeah, I'm a fan, but X2, X2, which I'm sure I probably said X2 when I was, when I opened it, but to actually know what it is now, I was like, okay, Final Fantasy X2, makes sense. And the thing about Final Fantasy Ten I'm saying this on this episode right now because Playing Final Fantasy X-2 in 2003, when I previously stated that I played Final Fantasy 8 for years, Final Fantasy 8 was my first ever Final Fantasy, but Final Fantasy X-2 is my favorite Final Fantasy of all time right now. I say that because I haven't played all the other Final Fantasies, but playing Final Fantasy X-2 has a grip, a hold on my heart that I did not know because I was blindsided by my obsession with Final Fantasy VIII. But Final Fantasy x when it comes to the story, when it comes to the music, which I will dive very deeply into, when it comes to the battle system, when it comes to the grid, when it comes to learning skills, when it comes to the voice acting, when it comes to the graphics, everything about Final Fantasy x was... And is it for me. To the point where I keep buying the remastered versions of Final Fantasy X 2 with obviously Final Fantasy X. Depending on whatever system it comes out of, I'll buy it. Have I played it? No, because I need to see Final Fantasy X 2 in its amazing HD, 4K, whatever glory. I need to see it because Final Fantasy X 2 changed me and how from the very beginning when you turn on that game and you see the opening sequence and it's Riku and she's like it's Showtime Girls and you're like what in the heck is gonna happen she does the countdown and then you see the amazing graphics which appears to be a whole concert and I'm like is this a video game or is this a musical experience and when they kick in with this what can I do for you what can I do for you I was like whoa what I can't hear you and I was like okay what is this what is this and I was done I was done the opening sequence had me completely floored I was like who is singing this what is happening obviously I'm having it in English so shout out to everybody who was able to hear it in Japanese first shout out to you but I heard it over here in America in English, so shout out to Jade from Sweetbox, who not only sang Real Emotion, but she also sang A Thousand Words, which I will dive into shortly. And also Kodakumi for singing it in Japanese. Thank you so much for doing that. Incredible, both of you. Ladies, thank you so much. Real Emotion. Didn't even know what I was watching. It was so insane at the time. You had people on these hovercrafts and they're playing guitars or whatever they play over there in Spira, and they were just running around and then not only are you seeing a concert but you're literally seeing these random girls that you've never uh, clearly were not introduced to yet you had Riku you had Payne you had Yuna and they were doing some type of spy mission during the concert and they got caught and then you're just like wait a minute what so there's two things happening at once there's people having a really great time at this concert but also there's this covert secret spy mission that's going on during the concert and you're like hmm What kind of game is this? And then it just dives you in where you're on the run and you got to like defeat all these weird looking purple people. (laughs) It kind of reminded me of Power Rangers in a way where you had all the the weird foot people that you had to beat up and it was getting you to learn the mechanics of the battle system. So like, okay, this this is pretty cool. This is pretty cool. And just having that one song, I was like, okay, these, this game is way different. And I didn't realize it because I didn't play Final Fantasy X before this, but all other Final Fantasies did not incorporate that until Final Fantasy X, so I wouldn't know this. But the way that they made music so fun, it was so poppy, it was so J-pop, it was such an experience that I didn't know I was having until I saw other games around me. And I'm like, okay, well, they didn't pop like Final Fantasy X too, though. And of course there have been some critics, there have been a lot of critics actually about oh well Final Fantasy Ten do did da 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 it did da and it wasn't da and it wasn't da No. I am so grateful that I was able to play Final Fantasy Two before playing Final Fantasy X, because I got to experience that with new eyes versus people who may have played the first one and then saw this and were like, What? This is not like how the other one was. No, 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 no. Y'all need to start playing some stuff backwards sometimes because it was an experience to play Final Fantasy X 2. I was so excited. I'm still excited, literally just talking about it right now. It was amazing because I got to legitimately want to know who. Not only Yuna, Riku, Payne, YRP, but get to know who LeBlanc was and figure out why all this stuff is happening and who are they searching for? Because I never knew the man's name. I never knew this boy that she was talking about or who they were talking about. And Payne didn't really, she wasn't there when it happened. So I was like, well, who are we searching for? What happened to this world? Why are y'all experiencing this stuff? Like I, I really did want to dive into how they were going to portray this story to me. And y'all, guys, girls, theys, thems, I'm holding, I'm holding my head, but I'm also holding my heart. When a thousand words, let's just take a moment for a thousand words. When a thousand words first played, I did not understand what the heck I was watching, but it didn't matter. Because when a thousand words popped off, I know that you're hiding things. Look, what, what, what? I can't even sing. I can't even sing. But look, Mm. Mm. the visuals for A Thousand Words. I still have, I'm, I'm, I'm getting emotional. I have A Thousand Words on my iPad because every time I feel some type of way, I need to see it. I need to play it. And I can watch A Thousand Words and I did watch it. A million times. I can say I can't... More than a thousand. In the years, I've watched this thing a million times. And every time I watch it, it gets me emotional. And I did not understand why I felt so emotional about it. Because I'm watching Yuna. And I'm watching her experience... I mean, they, it was blatant murder. I mean, you saw it was an execution. A thousand words. You literally see Yuna transform herself into someone from a thousand years ago, which was Len and Shuyen, which again, I'm not trying to make no no uh, spoilers or nothing, but you literally saw Yuna live a life through Len and the execution squad murdered her and her lover and that junk was so dramatic. And I was like, Jesus, they just murdered these young kids and they died next to each other. Can you imagine? Don't imagine this, ladies and gentlemen, these and thems. But she was shot. And it was like a religious thing. Like they literally were hiding. for It was Spira and it was Sin and Vegna Gun and all these things were happening. She died trying to reach out for the hand of her lover and then a single tear oh my god single tear goes down her cheek and she's dead and then you're just like on a thousand words wrung out through the ages will cradle mm, girl girl i'm getting tears i'm getting tears i just was like i don't even know why i'm upset i don't know that girl i don't know her i don't know her struggle but dang that's rough. And I kept going to the Luca music theater and I would play that MV over and over and over. And I know my parents probably got sick of a thousand words, but I would play thousand words in my room just to feel something. You know what I mean? I just used to play it. I used to crank it up on my TV. I used to just play it on my PlayStation 2 and it would be the greatest single player experience I would ever experience in my entire life. So I mean, it just music transforms and I know if you have not heard any other episodes, I will tell you music is literally the most important thing in my life and this touched me. Yes, the game, the story, the plot, all of that was important, but really what kept me coming back to this game and why I have such a spot in my heart for it is because of the music. Changed my life. So, when I keep saying the music is important, I want to really highlight the composers, the people who made this music, the people who made it possible. So, the composers are Noriko Matsueda and Takahito Eguchi. Thank you, thank you so much from the bottom of my heart the top, the bottom, the mid, the center, all of it, because The music that y'all created, the music that you all composed for this wonderful video game, the sequel, you will never know the depths of my soul when I tell you that real emotion, a thousand words, and not even just those two, the soundtrack for Final Fantasy X 2 If y'all go through the soundtrack, it is fun. It's amazing. It's really inspiring. It's haunting. There are certain songs that I won't play. Because I remember how it made me feel back in 2003. I'll skip right over it. Like, nope, nope, nope. Because I'll go, I'll be transported right back to that time. Right back to that scene. I can't, I won't do it. I won't do it. But music has such a hold on my heart that this video game was transformed into something that I thought maybe I would like it, maybe I wouldn't. To one of the greatest things I've ever played in my life. To my favorite Final Fantasy I've ever played. Because... My mom took a chance and just decided to want to give me a game. And like, oh, she might like this. Who knows? And I want to tell her, thank you, mom. Thank you for taking the time to buy this because it, I'm talking about it years later, decades later, I'm sitting here creating a podcast, highlighting how much this game has changed my life. And I really, really do hope it does get its due, its respect. Because Final Fantasy X-2 wasn't just like, oh, it's the sequel, but it had its own legs. Like, I went back and I played Final Fantasy X. Yes, I did. And then I was like, okay, I understand why she was fighting. I understand why she was going through the things that she went through. But Yuna, standing on her own two feet, having a wonderful best friend like Riku and having a wonderful ally and best friend as well, Payne, and going through her journey as a young woman, that deserves to be recognized. Like, that really does deserve its just due. And not just having her life be surrounded by a man that may have existed a thousand years ago. All right, cool. But what is she doing? What's going with her? Her being an independent woman, being a high summoner and all that stuff. And now she's doing her own thing. She's a sphere hunter and she has her own thing and she's a gunner. Like this girl, the way that she shoots her, wow, the weapons, let me just go back to the dress spheres. Let's go back to that real quick too, because that was something I wasn't used to. I didn't think I was going to get used to that type of dynamic in terms of a battle system, but the way that I held on to that battle system and the effortless switching those things, I thought, well, I don't know if I'm going to like that, but not only did it change my entire perspective about how a battle system could be, it had me always wanting to flip the dress sphere so fast. It just became an effortless thing for me. So I could have Yuna being a gunner, and then she could be a songstress, but then she could be a black mage, but then she could be a white mage, but then she could be a warrior, and then she could be a thief. And then there's all these other dress spheres that you've while you're playing the game. That I was like, wow, this is so dope. Like, why is it that this isn't something that people didn't like? And I, I really, really would look at comments and I would see how people would be like, oh, this is a fear grid and there's a the dress spheres and this and that. And I don't understand it, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, are you guys not having fun? Are y'all not having fun with this? Like y'all are literally not having fun with this game? So dealing with the dress spheres and the garment grids, those things, people were having such a hard time with them. And I was like, is it that hard? It doesn't seem that hard to me. It seemed really, really fun. And I just thought, wow, they put a lot of thought and process into this. I'm having a good time. And people also compared this to like, oh, I'm just playing dress up because girls are playing dress up and stuff. I'm like, well, what's wrong with that? You, you don't like to look good? You don't like to dress up? Like this game made me want to put better effort into how I dressed and how I presented myself to the world because I really liked how their cadence, their quote unquote swag, like everything about them was so cool that it made me want to emulate them. And I did not mind it at all because it wasn't a quote unquote girly game, but it was something that made me feel like, wow, I can be an independent girl and I could be tough. And I can slash whoever I want. Well, obviously playing in a video game, not in real life. But, you know, it just felt really cool. And I just was like, wow, so many people really need to check out this game. And don't just be like, oh, well, it's it's the Final Fantasy sequel. It's not as good. No, this sequel is dang good. It's really, really good. And I really hope that you check this out. I want to shout out to everyone that created this game because it is fantastic. And I love it. I love it so much. Please play it. I highly suggest it. And also the fact that this game sold 5.4 million copies on PlayStation 2. Come on. Come on. This game is fantastic. Y'all need to really get into this game. Don't be acting like, oh, well, blah, 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 no buts. Get into it. Get into it. And now we've reached the save point. Ah, <sighs> Final Fantasy X-2. An amazing game that I highly encourage everyone to play. Oh my goodness. And of course, here, I want to give a wonderful shout out to all the creators, the developers, the publishers, the director, everybody. (laughs) So the developers of this game was Square Product Development Division 1. So this was right before they merged with Enix. So even though it says Square Enix on the box, it was really developed by Square Product Development Division 1. The publishers were in Japan, Square, and in the North Americas, like me over here, it was Square Enix, but still the developer and the publisher, different things. So the director was Motomu Toriyama, the producer was Yoshinori Kitase, the programmers were Yukio Ishii and Masaki Kobayashi. The artist was Shintaro Takai. The writers, which thank you for this, was Kazushige Nojima and Daisuke Watanabe. The composers, like I mentioned before, and will completely eternally thank them forever. Noriko Matsueda and Takahito Eguchi. Final Fantasy X-2 is an amazing game, and I want to know, have you all ever played it? Players, have you played this game? And if so, please let me know how you felt about it. Y'all heard me have a whole love session about Final Fantasy X-2. I want to know your thoughts as well. And if you haven't played this game, please, please play it and check it out and let me know. Tell me that you're playing it. Show me that you're playing it. I'm open to dms comments all of the things please let me know and if you would like to support me please check out my link tree that is is tr.ee slash thank you so much players for listening and until next time exit game